I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today on You'll Hear It, we're going to do something a little bit different. We have a very special guest, Clara Arnold. How are you, Clara? Pretty good. How about you? <laughs> good. So this is totally free form. We have nothing prepared, uh, but we thought it would be fun to talk to Clara. Clara is uh, one of our graphic designers here, our lead graphic designer here at Open Ooh, Studio. She heads the graphic design team here at Open Studio. <laughs> right. She's both All the team. one person. <laughs> she yeah. Is, she's both the team and the manager of it. She's self-managed. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so the podcast you're probably hearing us doing in the background a little bit. We're talking about how to get better every day as a jazz musician. And so I know you're not a musician, right? I played piano when I was younger, but that was about the extent of my musical adventures. Whoa, we got a ringer in here. Hold on, we got a pianist here. Okay. This is not a setup, you guys. You guys. No. Okay, so you do have a little bit of music experience. Okay, that's good to know. And you say when you're younger, you're still very young, so it couldn't have been that long ago. Okay, so like from like four to like 13. Four, wow, well, you yeah. got some years behind you. Yeah, all right. That's seven <laughs> years of, of piano, okay. Nine, you, but you Nine, know. was five, five six, four. seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a little bit. But you got me. But Claire's about to start some art school, so I think maybe we could talk to her about the relevancy between music and art. I like that. And learning a skill. I like that very much. A little cross-discipline. A little cross-discipline. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what, yeah, what are your feelings in terms of, you know, you're an artist, but I know you listen to music, you like music, you, because you're around us a lot, you at least pretend to like jazz, which is a smart thing. <laughs> there you go. But what connections do you see between art and music and in terms of how you work on your art, if any? I mean, they're both in the same realm. They're just people expressing their emotions, right? So I feel like art has this power to bring people together and people go to a music concert and enjoy everything together just as people will go to a museum and enjoy everything together. So it's that expressing your emotions and putting it out for people to see. And, you know, that's what all art is. So. That's beautiful, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Um, you know, so do you have a thing, like, when I see, a, when I go to the, like, the St. Louis Art Museum and I see paintings or, or drawings or any visual art, I, a little part of me as a musician, I'm like, like, I can almost hear that. Like, I, it sounds like something, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Do you have that when you listen to music, you like, I can see that. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like everything, like stories and, you know, music is just sort of a story. I always get these images in my head about how I would shoot them if I was like doing a video or draw them if I was going to like paint something. Nice. So yeah, I've definitely. Well, that's great. I mean, we're always talking about on a real, you know, granular level the, the building blocks to how you put a story together, but for a listener and for a fellow artist, that really is, I think, the main thing that binds. You know, sometimes people will be like, oh, well, this painting was blue, and it's like the blues and the music, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't know about <laughs> that. I mean, it's not that specific, maybe, right? Yeah. But but the, the art of storytelling, and like you kind of brought up the community element, like, you know, people going to a museum together, experiencing a concert together, there is that, that feeling of energy between the appreciator or the audience and the artist and I think jazz musicians we've always felt that immediacy because we're improvising we're playing music and I know for artists a lot of times you guys are working more in a solitary situation yeah. and it's not how do you how are you able to kind of bridge that that community element is it at the exhibit you kind of have to wait or are you imagining that I mean I feel like it's sort of split up between exploring yourself in your art and you just put it out there as like sort of a, 
have to do this to make money, but really this is for me, and however anyone else interprets that, that's great, but this was a piece done for myself. And like pieces done for a community, so like done with the intent to reach a certain audience. So, you know, when the Ferguson uh, protests happened on South Grand, they put up all the murals mm. and like covered the entire street with murals, and that was meant to be seen by the community, so it was all like, Mm, preaching peace and um, you know understanding so I feel like there's definitely the difference between the two but it's all you put it out there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great stuff so well, you might have noticed that as you're as this is going on in the background recording these podcasts that we talk a lot of nuts and bolts and how to get better and you know we Peter and I work with a lot of young musicians but as a young artist can you talk about where you're at in your discipline of like, like how much time do you get to spend working on your craft? Do you know what I mean? How yeah. like, is there a difference between like technical work and conceptual work of like thinking about how you want things to look as opposed to practicing making them look that way? Yeah, definitely. I, there's not as much time as I would like yeah. to work on everything. I mean, of course, if I want to pursue that as a job, you better like working on it a lot because that's what you're going to be doing all day. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, with school, most of the day goes to that, but when I get home, especially, like, college applications really made me work on art a lot. So for, like, I'd say two hours a day, and when I was, like, in the worst parts of it, well, not worst, but, like, I had to work the most. Right, right. Um, not the worst, the most awful parts. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I would work on it, like, every single day, and... Uh, for one school, I had to do a sketchbook where you basically draw every single day and fill up like 100 pages in a month. And so a lot of that is like balancing the technical, like what you do to try and improve and also like maintaining um, being able to do stuff for yourself. So working more conceptually and uh, applying those techniques that you're learning. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Why, why was I not taking notes? Well, we're recording. This is good. Yeah, no, this is some good information for us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming and uh, educating us, Claire. That's, that's what we meant. <laughs> no, that's, that's great stuff, and that really is, I mean, the essence of, of what we're talking, we're, we're trying to talk about every day here with this daily jazz advice. It's really artistic advice and balancing, you put it so eloquently, balancing the technical and the creative and, and you know, having that part of our practice routine and... Um, and as you said too, like you, you better if you want to pursue this as a job, you better like doing it because yeah. you know the glory of the the exhibit and the glory of the gig is just a small, very small percentage of time that we're actually spending with the instrument. I mean, so many people I've traveled around the world playing this instrument, and they're always kind of seeing me at the peak. You know, I got my best clothes that I own on. I'm in the best piano in the hall with the best musicians, and they're like, "Wow, man, this is amazing." I'm like, "This is like three percent of the time that I've spent with this instrument." It's usually you know, yeah. in a different situation by myself, you know, and um, I think there is that solitary element that we have to embrace and revel in or we're just going to be unhappy otherwise. It always strikes me, too, the similarities between the disciplines of art and how, how similar learning it is and yeah. conceptualizing it is, yes. you know, it's, they're, they're all, there's only like four or five concepts, really, that you can, that every artist tries to draw out and, and make minutiae of. We did say at the beginning of this episode that this was going to be interdisciplinary. That's right. That's and right. we have achieved that. So, <laughs> okay. high fives so all clear. around. <laughs> Four steps to becoming a great illustrator. Go. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. So, maybe we call this the You'll See It 
Yeah, one, yeah. We, uh, we we talked about doing one of these. Yep. So there it is. You'll Thank see you, Clara. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode of You'll Hear It. We'll be back tomorrow, but if you need more information, you can go to you'llhearit.com.